doubt we got knocked to the mat, but we have to get back up for Madison. We're just lacing up for the fight. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm Paul Showens and this is round five of the fight. We ended last episode on the return trip from Baltimore. We, Kristen, Madison, and myself, had submitted to intensive genetic testing. Everyone had had enough and we needed answers. Dr. Lee left us with some cautionary warnings. There's only a 25% chance that the testing will produce any definitive results, and it would be nearly four months before they would come back. As I previously stated, I was convinced that the results would come back inconclusive again. I shrugged it off and went back to my normal life. Madison had moved on to first grade and continued her therapies, and she was thriving. The vomiting had throttled back so much that we thought she may have outgrown it. Those accidents that had spurred on the urgency to get into Johns Hopkins? They stopped as quickly as they started. Life was normal. That is until Kristen received a phone call on December 13th that I began to worry. That initial call was to schedule the real phone call. They needed to take some time to discuss with us what the findings were. found this out when I got home from work that night. Kristen casually mentioned it in passing and it stopped me in my tracks. Kristen would schedule the call for noon on December 15th. Once again, I was told to go to work. There was no reason to include me on the call. I begrudgingly agreed and continued on as normal. The next day at work, all I could focus on was the impending call and what it could mean. Kept trying to reassure myself that it could still be nothing. But the doctors, you know, they were obligated to have an official consultation anyway. I needed to clear my head, went out into the city on my lunch break and just walked and cried. I'd never been so terrified in my life. Pulled myself together and prepared for the next day. It was almost exactly four months to the day after our second round of genetic testing. Got up, got ready for work. I made a point to go in and kiss Madison goodbye and apprehensively went into work. It was supposed to be a good day. We were supposed to record from the Rogue One premiere at 7 p.m., but again, I couldn't focus. Everyone around me knew what the day held, and they were waiting to see what would come of it. I watched the clock as it ticked closer to noon. Noon came and went. Kept checking minute by minute. Finally, 12.30. Text message popped up on my phone. It was from Kristen. One simple sentence. The call's over. I stood up, texted back. I'm calling. Now. Raced out of the room and into the hallway of our building as I dialed the phone. Slipped into this corridor that's behind the elevators. Kristen picked up. There was silence on the other end. Hello, I said. Very quietly, she responded. Hello. I was impatient. I blurted out. So what's going on? She responded. Still very quiet. I'm laying here with the girls. 
who's accentuated with a sniffle. My throat closed up and I sighed. Well, what did they tell you? She hesitated again. I could hear the kids mumbling in the background. I don't want to tell you. I started to get irritated. Come on. She stammered and her voice quivered. She said, we can talk about it when you get home. My blood ran cold. I started to tremble. I said, Kristen, tell me what they said. Now. Again, silence. She calmly and quietly said, It's Alexander's disease. I couldn't process. I said, what... What, what is that? How do we treat it? Long silence. And then Kristen quietly delivered the most awful thing that I've ever been told. We can't. There's no treatment. There's no cure. My legs buckled and I slid to the floor. It's my eyes welled with tears. Couldn't form words. I just kept saying no. 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 She finally got frantic. She said, don't Google this. Promise me you won't. I grunted out an acknowledgement before getting off the phone. I sat there in the hall, cradling my phone, staring, and unsuccessfully fighting, trying to hold back tears. I knew there was no way I'd be able to be in public that night. I, I forced myself, willed it, to, uh, to text my friend and podcast partner, Hugh, told him I was out, and I'd be dropping the equipment off when I, when I took a lunch break. That was 15 minutes later. Drove to his house in the beginning of that snowstorm. I just screamed at the world. Pulled up, and he met me on the front porch of his house when I arrived, and he just looked at me, and he knew, and he silently hugged me. I handed him the equipment, nodded, still silently, and drove away. I returned to the office, and I was confronted by my boss. She urged me, begged me to leave, to go home, to be with my family, but I couldn't. I refused. I couldn't face Madison. I, I, I couldn't look at her beautiful little face and, and try to act like everything was okay when I knew. I, I knew she'd just been handed a death sentence. I, I stayed there. I stayed at work, and, and I, I struggled. I, 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 I tried to focus. And in hindsight, it was it was a terrible decision. I, I made it worse on myself and, and everyone everyone around me. <sighs> to their credit, my group of friends, my, my very, very close friends, they, they were there to, to prop me up and, and keep me moving forward as best they could. But 
and, and there was a parade of, of all of those closest to me in and out of my office to check on me and I cried I cried with most of them that day some people who'd who'd never seen emotion register across my face watched me just crumble in front of them and and I can never never thank these people enough for what they did and 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 how they were there for me in the worst darkest moment of my life And all the while, at the same time, Kristen was home, struggling to keep it together. The kids were there. It was Christmas break. She, she had the unenviable task of acting normal and entertaining the kids. She busied herself by taking them out to play in the raging snowstorm that had settled in over our city. And she persevered. And as the hours ticked by and I no longer had an excuse. I had to go home and and face this new reality. On the drive home, I screamed. I cried. I cursed the skies and, and whatever the hell God could do this. Got it out of my system. The evening and following days were challenging, to say the least. This This diagnosis came shooting at us like a left hook. Knocked us to the mat and I stayed there for a while. Dazed. Dazed and bloody. Our ten count had begun. But what is this? What what exactly is Alexander's disease? Well we'll talk about that next time. Join me back here for episode six. Know your enemy. Until then, I'm Paul Showens, and we're just lacing up for the fight. The Fight is a GeekPod Network production. This episode was written, produced, hosted, and mixed by Paul Showens. That's me. Script editing, courtesy of Tim Connors and Kaylee Galeano. Theme music is Come Flight by Fleslet, courtesy of the Creative Commons license. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a review on iTunes or visit our website, www.thefight.geekpod.com, where you can reach out to us and find out much more about this awful, terrible disease. Mm-hmm.